Part One, Chapter Three of Life and Lillian Gish. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Eva Davis. Life and Lillian Gish by Albert Bigelow Payne. Part One, Chapter Three, on Nat Goodwin's shoulder. In the case and circumstance of James Gish, there is an element of mystery he had the gift of friendship of popularity even of prosperity without material increase it may be that the swinging doors were too handy to his confectionery a spoiled child and heredity is always to be reckoned with it may be that he was not quite a reality a good many of us are like that he closed his business in dayton and removed his family to Baltimore, where he arranged some sort of partnership with a man named Meixner. Did he put up his experience against Meixner's capital? Grandfather McConnell probably helped. The firm of Gish and Meixner must have prospered in the beginning. Mary Gish allied herself with the church of her faith, the Episcopal, in which both she and her children had been baptized gentle and lovely she made friends the children neatly dressed went to sunday school mary gish was one of god's fine souls she had a beautiful spirit and she had exquisite taste whatever her circumstances and the time was coming when they would be hard enough she would manage through some sacrifice to get a scrap of dainty material a bit of real lace for her children's clothing lillian and dorothy were much noticed she must not fail them in her husband's shop by day and often in the evening she nevertheless made every garment with her own hands those tiny marvellous hands that could draw and embroider could put up bonbons and gift packages as no one else could do it mended and laundered and ironed when the others were long abed the gish children found their sunday school an interesting place sometimes there were entertainments exhibitions they called them and there was an empty stocking club that filled stockings for the less fortunate at christmas time lillian's first public appearance at one of the exhibitions was not an entire success she had been chosen to speak a piece some verses of welcome which daily she faithfully rehearsed at home going over them time and again just as in later years she would prepare for her roles little dorothy playing about the room apparently gave slight attention perhaps not realizing herself how the lines were being drilled into her brain the afternoon of the performance came and lillian all white and gold rose and spoke the lines faultlessly there was applause of course and something more dorothy shining like a jewel jumped up and waved her hand to the superintendent may i speak a piece please may i speak a piece too why of course my dear you may come right along and dorothy fair and undismayed marched to the platform and repeated Lillian's poem of welcome word for word. 
poor lillian the audience at first puzzled broke into applause her heart was broken she thought she had failed recited badly she struggled a little and found relief in a welter of tears which meant grief for dorothy who adored lillian set her up as a kind of queen the empty stocking distribution was quite another matter a real event it was held at ford's theatre where nat goodwin and maxine elliot were playing that week on an afternoon when there was no matinee the big tree was set up in the centre of the stage and the stars were invited to take part maxine elliot offered to fill stockings nat goodwin agreed to be santa claus when a particularly angelic child was needed to perch on nat goodwin's shoulder and distribute the stockings lillian gish was chosen and so made her first stage appearance rode into drama on the shoulder of one of the best-known actors of the day dorothy and lillian were near enough together to be playmates lillian was not so good at play as dorothy long afterwards she wrote i envy this dear darling dorothy with all my heart for she is the side of me that god left out all my life i have wanted to play happily as she does only to find myself bad at playing as a little girl i was not much good at playing and i find that try as i will i don't play very convincingly today they were good little girls lillian especially so they had been taught to say their prayers and would have soon have omitted their little nightgowns as their prayers if dorothy made a scramble of hers while lillian offered her petition to the last word and syllable and overborne by some ancient melancholy prayed regularly that she might wake up in heaven it was only as nature had intended them to be from the beginning different as they were then and always they had one great interest in common their mother they thought her the best and most beautiful person in the world dorothy loved to think that she looked like her and cried when told that lillian looked more like mamma than she did from the beginning almost lillian was inclined to be orderly tidy dorothy well dorothy was different even in that early day when lillian was no more than five she carefully removed her clothes and laid them neatly together dorothy did not remove hers she dropped or flung them off and where they fell they remained it was said this was much later that you could at any time find dorothy by following her clothes by day lillian was inclined to sit in her little chair and reflect while dorothy tore about the house escaping to the street if not watched and perpetually had her knees bruised and scratched from falls she also liked to sample any food or liquids that were in handy reach and once went on a genuine debauch lillian had come down with an attack of croup her medicine being a tasty toddy which upon experiment dorothy found that she liked lillian was dozing and she continued her experiment then she laid aside the spoon and picked up the glass 
her mother found her staggering down the hall making whoopee mary gish got a whiff of her breath and sent for the doctor next day dorothy went through the tortures that go with a bandaged head and usually come later in life end of part one chapter three